Hi, this is Don Paul. Welcome to Don Paul's Bits O' Blather on weather, climate, and science. And uh, as I always remind you, please, if you're enjoying any of these episodes in my podcast, please spread the word uh, by keyboard or by mouth. And speaking of mouth, we want to talk about mouthwash. Uh, some research underway, and in fact, some already completed at Penn State has some potentially helpful news about using over-the-counter mouthwashes. Penn State's findings indicate that some of these products might help reduce the viral load or the amount of virus in the mouth after infection and may help reduce the spread of the COVID and other coronaviruses, but most importantly, the COVID virus. Uh, they chose a virus that's genetically very similar and would be expected to respond in the same way that the actual uh, COVID-19 virus would respond. They tested several oral and nasopharyngeal rinses in a laboratory setting for their ability to inactivate human coronaviruses. And this uh, set of products included a 1% solution of baby shampoo. I wasn't even aware, but many head and neck MDs uh, use this 1% baby shampoo solution to rinse sinuses. They also tested neti pots, peroxide sore mouth cleansers, and antiseptic mouthwashes. Uh, there's more to them than just Listerine. For example, Wegmans has their own brand of essentially the same product. These are all readily available products. And the researchers found that several of the nasal and oral rinses in fact, virtually all that they tested had a strong ability to neutralize the human coronavirus. So that carries forth the uh, hypothesis that that means this could help reduce transmission by us to the rest of us. Now, the researchers found that several had a really strong ability to neutralize the human coronavirus. So uh, the lead researcher, Professor Craig Myers at Penn State, said, while we wait for a vaccine to be developed and approved, methods to reduce transmission are desperately needed. And you all know that now, if you've been watching the news, uh, besides the election returns, the biggest news is the horrific spiking of coronavirus infection and hospitalization rates now crossing the nation. Now at Penn State, uh, they, they allowed these solutions to interact with the virus for 30 seconds, then one minute, and then two minutes before diluting the solutions to prevent further virus inactivation. They were trying to find out a realistic exposure time for us, because I don't think too many people are going to keep a mouthwash, for example, or any other kind of rinse in their mouth for greater than two minutes. But some of the best news in this research is that 30 seconds has been shown to be a very effective time period. Uh, when they tested the 1% baby shampoo solution, uh, that was found to inactivate greater than 99.9% .9 of human coronavirus. That one, though, required a two-minute contact time. And again, that solution is most often used by doctors to rinse the sinuses. That's not the same thing as rinsing your mouth. Uh, but several of the mouthwash and gargle products also were effective at inactivating this infectious virus, 
many inactivated greater than 99.9% of the virus after only 30 seconds of contact time. And some products inactivated 99.99% of the virus after 30 seconds. So the results with the mouthwashes are promising. They're adding to the findings of a previous study showing that certain types of oral rinses could inactivate the SARS-CoV-2 virus in similar experimental conditions. Now, these are experimental conditions, but they're not unrealistic in being experimental conditions. So we all know that people can transmit the virus even if they're asymptomatic. And uh, it may be that more judicious and frequent use of antiseptic mouthwashes uh, may reduce transmission. Now, we've uh, thrown out numbers from Penn State of 99.9%, but uh, the Penn State professor leading the trial says even if the use of these solutions could reduce transmission by 50%, it would have a major impact on the epidemiology of this deadly COVID virus. So there are now clinical trials that are going to be undertaken that go beyond so-called experimental conditions and uh, take more real-world examinations of, of, as they say, the efficacy of mouthwashes. Speaking of mouthwashes, I have to go to the dentist this afternoon, and you can bet your bippy I'm going to use some mouthwash before I visit the office because I don't want to make a bad impression. Okay, that is some potentially good news. Uh, glad to spread it. And uh, you can talk to your dentist or your pharmacist or your physician, uh, your doctor, about this to get a little more information. I shall chat with you again soon.